G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Rise and Shine, Rise and shine. with Robbo and Becky on Vision. Robbo, with a couple of guests this morning, John Mackay is with me, great mate. We've uh, had John on the radio many, many times. We but, certainly uh, have, and it's good to be back again. It is great to have you back. It's been too long, actually, John. I mean, I, I think oh, we no, haven't no. had you on all year, which is terrible. No, I, I've been on at least once with oh, okay. you, so that's Okay, fine. well, that's but good. it is too I, long. I feel anyway. better. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are going to have you back in a couple of weeks. You're going to do a, a morning of Q&A, which yeah. we love to do, uh, but this morning's going to be a little bit different. Uh, you've brought some show and tell, which we'll look mm-hmm. at soon, but- Oh, you actually have a guest uh, that you've brought with you. So show and tell's double wedgie. My mate Craig is here. He's up from that funny little island off the bottom, you know, the <laughs> one that, where the air hostesses get into trouble for, say, we're now going to Australia, uh, all this sort of thing. <laughs> Craig, welcome uh, to Vision Radio. And you tell people what do you actually do down there because it's, it's spectacular, it's tourist stuff, it's really interesting, and it's related to the whole subject of creation too. Yeah, well, we do a couple of things. We run a seahorse farm at Beauty Point, which is north of Launceston. And uh, attached to that, we've also established in the last year and a bit uh, a creation museum. Mm, fantastic. Well, I know, John, we've often heard you when you've come in talking about Beauty Point, talking mm-hmm. about the creation museum. Uh, but, yeah, so it's a, I mean, I, I've always been fascinated with seahorses. I mean, they're, they're a, a really interesting creature. In fact, I remember going to one of the uh, seminars that you ran, John, a few years ago now. And you had the seahorse display there mm-hmm. um, at, at the uh, at the seminar. It's just, I mean, they're they're fascinating. I mean, you know, the the male um, bears the children, which is just unique in itself. They've got all these you know quirky sort of facts about them. So uh, they're they're pretty amazing you know, little creatures, aren't they? Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And you breed them by the thousands and thousands, <laughs> don't you? Because I, I think if I'm memory is correct, when I watched you, because we recorded some of this for one of our documentaries. Your wife, who's the chief sort of supervisor there, said they have up to a thousand kids. Is that correct? Yep, a, th- a thousand babies. Really? Wow, mm. that's crazy. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, so you're literally yeah having thousands of them produced, and then what happens? Like, are you selling them? Who bu- who buys a seahorse? Yeah, so we we export them all around the world. Yeah, uh, they're uh, sold to the. Ornamental market, it's mm-hmm. called, uh, which is basically the aquarium trade. Right. Uh, also to public aquariums, sometimes universities around the world mm-hmm. uh, want seahorses for research and wow. send them there. That's amazing. Well. So, I mean, they're like they'll say, I'll buy a thousand. Like, how many, you don't just buy one seahorse, do you? Like, how, how does it work? No, no, they definitely buy boxes of them. <laughs> yeah. So, That's amazing. Seahorses. Do That's they so get good. to choose boys and girls? <laughs> uh, we, we try and send a mix so that we don't yeah. get too out of balance with the, the sex ratio. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah, some people do ask for a particular ratio. That's fascinating. Sex. Wow. And one year I was down there and you mentioned the other half of your sales originally was for food, wasn't that, or well, medicine? Well, we've never sold a lot for that reason, um, for that market, but the original purpose of the farm was to breed them for Chinese uh, food. Okay. Uh, okay. People do eat them. Yeah. And uh, I do remind listeners that they are fish. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we all like to eat fish. Maybe not that fish, but yeah. um, they yeah, are fish. In fact, we know how point. edible they are because this morning I got out a really great specimen for you to bring in and my dog ate it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Chinese dog. 
Uh, <laughs> that's right. That is classic. That is so funny. Well, look, we're going to learn a bit more about seahorses through the morning. You actually brought some in. We'll do a bit of show and tell later on with the seahorses. So I'm looking forward to that. That's uh, quite a fascinating thing. It sounds like a really interesting uh, you know, trade to be involved, but obviously there is a bit of a touristy aspect to it as well because there is, I guess, a fascination with seahorses, aren't there? So you've got people that just want to go and have a look. Um, at the Beauty Point location? Yeah, well, there was a lot of media around the, the, the place when it started back in the late 1990s, and um, and so the original owners there opened it up for people to see, yeah. and, and there was a massive queue that went right <clears throat> off the wharf, and so they saw the opportunity there for yeah. a tourism de- tourism development as well, and uh, and so we took that on about 12 years ago as well. Okay. Um, at Seahorse World, which is probably the best known of a uh, part of what we do. Yeah, right. That's fantastic. We'll find out more about what Craig does uh, this morning and also your role within creation research as well. So that's all to come. Rise and shine with Robbo and friends on Vision. Robbo with you and a couple of guests with me this morning. John Mackay and Craig Hawkins is with me, both from Creation Research. Craig, specifically from the uh, Seahorse World and the uh, Creation Museum in, uh, in Launceston in Tassie. Or Beauty Point, more specifically, isn't it? We've got to mm. you know, get that a little bit right. But uh, looking forward for a bit of show and tell you, John always comes in with show and tell. So the first mm-hmm. show and tell was Craig, and the second show and tell are uh, some trilobites. Now, we're going to see how this works. We're live on Facebook, and we'll see how this goes with uh, you being able to show uh, the trilobites to the camera because we've got the mm-hmm. new cameras in the studio. So hopefully this will work out well. But show us what you got, John. What, what okay. have you got there? If you're like me, you probably struggled with the world's claims about millions of years and the Bible's claim about six days. I'll show you one thing that helped me, and it came to light again yesterday when Karen was in helping sort out our millions of fossils, and I mean that literally um, for our, our, our coming big you know, m- museum up here as well. Okay, oh. evidence, one trilobite. Now, I'm told that these cameras will focus automatically. I hope that's really true. Otherwise, you won't see much, but grey. You can see the three lobes, tri-lobite, three-lobe thing. Okay, now that's three-dimensional. You can't see it much from your angle, but it's fairly flat as well. And I've mentioned these before because I remember when Karen unwrapped this for reclassification. Can you see its eyeballs? You can probably see sometimes why it's called frog mouth. It just looks like a frog trilobite. It's amazing. It's amazing. It? it actually is. It's even got lenses in the eyeballs, which does make you think, how long did it take to get buried? Because if you're like me, I, I did university geology, and they stressed fossils take a long time to form. But when I became familiar with this, the eyes were still in place, the lenses still there. It was curved over. Now, I did biology as well because I wanted to understand living things as well as dead things. And there are some creatures in the world today, when you touch them, they go to roll up, like roly-polies. Okay. Now, some of the trilobites, is old frog mouth again, totally rolled up. Your only conclusion, this rolled up before it was buried. I mean, run some experiments on the roly-polies. You touch them, they'll roll up faster than you can blink and think. And then when they think you're not watching, they'll unroll and crawl away. But this guy was buried before he could unroll, buried before he could crawl away. Mm. Vast amounts of time. Okay. And then Karen got this out. I thought, thank you, Karen. I'd forgotten all about this one. Weird. Do You see, oh, it's pretty hard. I Perhaps I better get it against that background. It's squashed flat. 
but it's actually wow. rolled over. That's amazing. It's amazing. It's actually there. Its eyeballs are there. So this was not only trying to roll up, it was not only starting out flat, but it was rolling up and being buried incredibly rapidly, so it was squashed by an incredibly deep, oh, why did I mention that? You see, the rocks themselves are supposed to take such a long time to get there on ocean floors, slowly falling to the bottom in rivers and creeks. No, no, no. This was squashed like that. It tried to roll up. It partially succeeded. What result? Well, I'll tell you what. I lost confidence in the millions of years because the evidence wasn't there. The point I've made over and over again for Robert, because he takes a, a bit of convincing <laughs> here, uh, it was simple. It's not time that makes fossils, it's process. If you don't believe me, try and become a fossil yourself. Unless they bury you real fast, you ain't going to have a <laughs> chance to get there. So remember, when God made the world, he made it in six days because he had the right process. He didn't need long time at all. I think that's a good place to stop, Robert, mm. but they can catch more on creationresearch.net. Yeah, that's fascinating. Really good stuff. Now, that uh, all those fossils that you've shown, mm. I mean, the cameras probably haven't gotten it to mm. a great extent, so I'll take some photos and I'll add them into the comments there so people can see that's really a close-up of the that's photos. That's we're, we're missing Becky, aren't we? That's right, yes. With her be, camera, yeah. It would be okay. so much easier. We're but anyway. praying for her too. <laughs> that's so, right. Yeah. Yes, hopefully she'll have her voice back soon and she'll be able to rejoin us. But, uh, yes, it's a fascinating thing and it really is I guess just wonderful evidence isn't mm, it for it really you know, as you say the yeah. process yeah. Uh, rather than just believing uh, what yeah. you might read in a textbook so it's fascinating stuff creationresearch.net of course is a place you can go to see more mm-hmm. of that also lots of uh, Q&A on the website as well so check it out creationresearch.net but uh, thanks for bringing those in with you today, John. That's uh, fascinating stuff. Rise and shine with Robbo and friends on Vision. It's Robbo with John Mackay and Craig Hawkins with me this morning as well. And now, Craig, you've come up uh, from Tassie to meet up with John for a few days. Uh, you're involved with the uh, Seahorse World and the Creation Museum there at Beauty Point in the north part of Tassie. Uh, but uh, just getting to know you a little bit more during the songs of playing. So I've just discovered you've got six kids. Uh, which is uh, pretty exciting, between 10 and 20. So it'd be a very busy family, I'd say. You've got uh, lots of uh, running around. Doing. Do, do you, are your kids involved with weekend sport and that sort of thing? Oh, yeah, we've got uh, five soccer teams to follow. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's amazing. How do you manage that? When you all, Are they all playing at the same place or are they running around? No, there's a couple of different spots. At least the wow. older boys can drive now, yeah. so that's a that's a bonus. That but, would be a um, big help. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we only had two kids, and that was a challenge. Just you know, running off with the away games and the home games when the the season was on. But uh, that's huge. Now, you and your wife both work at Seahorse World and within the you know, Creation Museum down there. Um, but you were just telling me that you've actually your background was you know um, in botany, so you actually have I guess moved you know out of the you know the plants into the animals in that respect. Yeah, so, yeah, forestry was my, my first degree mm-hmm. and uh, moved to Tasmania to, to work in forestry after yep. working in New South Wales in that same field. And uh, my wife, we just got married and she did a postgraduate in aquaculture mm. at the University of Tasmania. And uh, a few years later, the, the seahorse farm came up for sale where she was working after a degree and um, and we, we took it on. Oh, fantastic. So you mentioned that uh, God had to drag you out of uh, forestry into you know, seahorses. <laughs> what was the story there? It sounds like there was a little bit of a, a, a journey or a process for you. Yeah, well, when we originally took on the seahorse farm, I, I was still working in forestry. I had a great job in the government mm-hmm. then and uh, – was really passionate about that, um, and the idea was that Rochelle would run the seahorse farm, 
and I would continue working in forestry and, and doing a bit of work at the farm on weekends and so on. But um, uh, it got very busy and we had more kids coming along the <laughs> way and uh, it was harder for Rochelle to do it and so we had to make a decision, especially at that time my six-year-old son uh, uh, said to me, Dad, we don't see you much anymore, do we? Mm. And that really uh, yeah. you know, pulls pulls at the heart and yeah. therefore uh, I had to make a decision and, and God led us down that path very clearly to, yeah. to get me out of forestry and, and not the seahorse farm. Mm. That's a pretty big jump though, isn't it? I mean, it, for you, that would be, I guess, really moving out of your comfort zone in, in many respects. Oh, very much so, yeah. Like I say, I had a great job in, in, in forestry and really enjoyed it. Um, it was been a passion most of my life. Um, so God really had to speak strongly to to drag me out of that, mm. and it was in Psalm 32 actually that we were reading one night after praying, and um, uh, where it says, "You know, you are my hiding place. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you will deliver me. You will guide me." And uh, I think verse uh, eight says, "I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go." Yes, and, and that's what really mm. uh, led us along the, the path of going down to the, the you know concentrating on seahorse farming. Yep. Fantastic. That's so good. It's wonderful the way that the Lord yeah, leads and guides you in that way, doesn't he? And I mean, that passage in particular, I mean, that's been a bit of a life verse for me too over the years, you know, that uh, I guess it's a wonderful promise. You know, I'll lead you with my eyes is what it says there in that verse. And so, yeah, we sort of, I guess, take those tentative first steps and then we see, you know, as you look back over the years, you think, oh, you know, I can see that God was definitely in that. Um, but it can be a little bit um, scary, those those initial decisions. So oh, I'm, I'm going to... You know, submit my resignation here and take, take a big leap of faith. But uh, God's faith would have come through, isn't he? Yeah, well, that's right. And um, actually, the day I submitted my resignation was the day my boss was going to ask me to, to take on uh, deputy of the department. So, wow. Yeah, it was. Uh, but I'd given him a, a resignation letter that says, uh, you know, and he wasn't a Christian, but I, I, I said that um, this is where I feel God's leading me. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, I couldn't come back from that. Yeah, that's amazing. Wow. <laughs> Timing is always a good thing, isn't it? Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Well, as we mentioned earlier, you do have some uh, seahorses with you today, so we'll talk a bit about seahorses, particularly shortly. Across Australia, this is Rise and Shine with Robbo and Friends on Vision. And we are saying hello to Craig Hawkins, who is a new friend on the radio this morning. Uh, John Mackay has brought him in, so John's an old friend. Uh, not that saying hey, you're hey, hey. your age, John. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Craig, it's so good to get to know you a little bit. And you've brought some seahorses with you. Uh, so tell us about these fascinating creatures. I mean, they really are. I mean, I've been learning new things today. I, I knew a little bit about seahorses. Uh, but uh, it's just amazing. Like, they, uh, you're telling me, like, some of them are bearing a 1,000 young at a time and some even more than that. I mean, that's just uh, hard to even get your head around. Yeah, well, the incredible thing about that is not just the male uh, giving birth to a thousand young, but the female has to produce a thousand eggs, oh, wow. um, and then insert them into his pouch. Yeah. So um, she's doing a, a fair bit as well. Wow, that's amazing! It's just incredible. Now, I mean, I don't know if you know the answer to this, but because obviously the the male seahorse is bearing the young, which is quite unique. Is that across like all creatures? Is that the only one that does it? I mean, John, you might know the answer to this. I'm not sure. Is that? Well, I do because I learned it from Craig. I, <laughs> I asked his wife when I was touring the seahorse place, which, by the way, you actually can come and do that. Mm-hmm. It's it's open, isn't it, for people to come and visit? So, yeah. free plug. Yep, that's good. So that's a beauty point in the northern part of Tassie, just north of Launceston. I'd love to get down there. I remember, as I said earlier, I was at a, a seminar you ran where you had a little display of the seahorses, which was great, but I think being at Seahorse World would be the next, yeah. you know, next next level. But um, yeah, so is that a unique thing for the seahorse that the male bears the young? 
Well, well, not so much bearing, but gives birth to the young. Okay. Yeah. So there's there's various creatures where the males might might hold young. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some some fish even in the mouth, but uh, the seahorse is the only one that gives birth. Yeah. To live young. Fascinating. And I mean, is there a reason for that? Like, it just seems like it's just a, a quirk of nature. But obviously, God's got a sense of humour sometimes. What what's the reason behind that? As far as you know. Biology or physiology? Well, e- evolution has no answer to this. Um, one of the explanations that uh, evolutionists will try try to say is that it, it gives the female a uh, better opportunity to go and produce more eggs and, and be more mm-hmm. you know, uh, productive there. But if that was the case evolutionary, in an evolutionary sense, then why don't more creatures do it? Yes. Um, so uh, the fact that it's unique... You know, um, means that it's not so such a great advantage. Mm. Otherwise, other creatures, you know, under their I- ideas, would have evolved that sort of mechanism. But I-, I think you explained it the best that God's got a sense of humour. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> he just wants to keep us all guessing sometimes. Yeah. I think, doesn't he? <laughs> and, and Craig, um, when people do your tour at Seahorse World, do they ever get to see babies being born? Well, it, well, it's rare. But mm-hmm. occasionally it does happen, and it really excites the visitors. Yeah, because I do. got to see that. I was really d- just blown away by watching Dad have all the yes. thousand kids. You I've know. seen a video of it. It's amazing. Yeah. Like you know, all these little babies just you know spurting yeah. out. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's on YouTube. And, yeah, and that now you can yeah. you can see it. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's so good. Like, why is it so rare to see? Because I mean, I'm thinking if you've got the seahorses all there, like, does it only happen at night, or what? What's the reason it's not often seen there? Well, well, typically it's first thing in the morning. So, right. so when the lights go on yep. uh, in, in in our setup, um, that's that's when they're more likely mm. to give birth. Not always, but that's amazing. But that's it's likely. very cool. So, yeah, we're learning all about uh, seahorses this morning. And as mentioned, if you are ever in uh, Launceston or the north of part of Tassie. Uh, get along to Beauty Point and check out Seahorse World and, of course, the Creation Museum, which you guys are running there as well. And we'll talk a bit about that soon as to exactly what that is because it's a you know separate enterprise, but it's obviously attached there uh, there on the um, the jetty at Beauty Point. So we'll talk a bit more about that with uh, Craig Hawkins, who is our guest this morning with John Mackay. Rise and shine with Robbo and friends on Vision. It's Robbo with John Mackay and Craig Hawkins uh, from Creation Research with us this morning. Now, Craig, we've talked a fair bit about the seahorse world and some of the fascinating uh, features of seahorses, but uh, you guys also run the Creation Museum just you know, literally up the jetty from uh, from the seahorse world. So tell us, if someone went to Beauty Point in Tassie and wanted to go to the uh, Creation Museum, what would they expect? What sort of sort of things that are on display there? Yeah, so we've got some uh, fantastic fossils um, that have been supplied by, uh, largely by John, but we're <laughs> starting to collect some great local ones as well. Um, we're focusing on Noah's flood. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had limited space, um, but uh, we wanted to focus on on something that was a, a pretty fundamental in in changing the, the way people viewed the science. Yeah, and uh, the flood is is the event that really changes the science. Yeah, and um, and so, so you you have a fabulous Lego model and and models of the ark and things like this that people can interact with. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You can um, also look closely at some fossils through a magnifying uh, glass. Oh, cool. um, we've got a, a little theaterette that you can watch. Uh, um, really engaging video on, and uh, yeah, some some stuff on Chinese uh, uh, history and how that ties in with Genesis. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. Fantastic. That's mm-hmm. so good. So if people, because the seahorse world is obviously you know, open, what six days a week or seven days? Seven days yep. a week. So people turn up to the seahorse world, they can just 
you know, wander down to the museum. Is it, it's not open as, as often, though, is it, as the uh, Seahorse World? No, so it's more restricted hours, uh, yeah. 10 to 3. Um, at this time of the year, it's it's worth uh, giving me a call. It, it's on uh, My number's on the website there. Um, give me a call before you come in just to make sure it is, is open on the, yep. on the day that you want to come. Uh, but we're not open Sundays. Yep, sure. Okay. But, I mean, obviously, if someone was coming, you know, especially, would they be able to sort of arrange a time to come and, and have a look through? Or how does that work as far as if they wanted to bring a family or a group along? Yeah, so so this time of the year, we're really open Thursday through Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, in the, the more peak tourism seasons, we're, we're open Monday through Saturday. Cool. Okay, that's great. Well, it's worth checking it out. So, creationresearch.net. Uh, is the the website where you've got all the information about you know Jurassic Ark and you've got the Creation Museum, all the different stuffs on there Q and A and what have you. So creationresearch.net, you'd be able to find out uh, what's available, um, depending on where you are, whether you're in Tassie or uh, southeast Queensland or wherever, or just looking for some uh, answers to questions about creation. So you can check all that out, creationresearch.net. And if you ever are down in the northern part of Tassie, uh, definitely get along. I'd love to go and have a look myself. So next time I'm down there, I'll definitely uh, look you guys up and come along and check it out because it sounds fantastic. And the good news is that it's still a little way off, but there's works in uh, motion at the moment to get a new vision station at Beauty Point as well. So we're hopeful that that'll be uh, launched soon and uh, we'll be able to have vision uh, broadcasting across the whole area as well at Beauty Point. So it's, uh, it's pretty exciting times. That's, that'll be fantastic. A great way to start your day. Rise and shine with Robbo and friends on Vision. But I want to say a big thanks to you guys. You've uh, both uh, been filling the gap this morning. Obviously, Becky was mm-hmm. uh, would have been here, and we're actually going to chat with you for about 10 minutes, Craig. A uh, quick uh, uh, interview about uh, the Seahorse World and the Creation Museum, but... You've jumped in and spent a couple of hours, and I really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun, and it's been great to get to uh, meet you and to hear more about the wonderful work that's happening there in Beauty Point in the northern parts of Tassie. So thanks again for uh, for being with us this morning. It's been great. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Thanks and as it. I mentioned, uh, John Mackay, you're going to be back uh, in a couple of weeks. Becky mm-hmm. is going away officially on holidays oh, in a right. couple of weeks. Very good. And so you're going to be here uh, filling in on one of those days, and we'll mm-hmm. do a full morning of Q&A, which we love to do. Sounds great. So looking forward to that coming up. Uh, in a couple of weeks' time. So thanks again for being with us this morning, guys. Really appreciate you uh, taking part. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.